Hey guys, Hannah Donnelly here for another episode of On Her Mark WNBA edition. And this week is something special because we just wrapped up the 2023 WNBA All-Star Weekend in Las Vegas. And this time what happens in Vegas is not staying in Vegas. Robin Pearson, senior social media producer for The Gist, joins me to break down everything that happened this weekend. We start and talk about Sabrina Ionescu, who of course broke the record both for the WNBA and NBA for the three-point contest. We also talk about Thursday night's orange carpet where the fashion was popping. We talk about some of our favorites. And then of course we talked about Saturday's game between team Stewie and team Wilson. Of course, it's no surprise now, no secret now that team Stewie came away with the win and Jewel Lloyd got MVP of the game. Well-deserved as she broke an all-star game record with 31 points. We joke because she was targeting 40 in honor of her parents' 40th wedding anniversary that day. She joked the whole time with ESPN's Holly Rowe, but of course, 31 points is not too shabby. We also talk about Dwayne Wade. He was sitting courtside at the game on Saturday, just days after news broke that he bought stake in the Chicago sky. We love seeing NBA players put their money where their mouth is and support the WNBA in the ways that they can. This was a really fun conversation. Robin is a huge women's basketball fan and has been for a while. So we, of course, talk about what it was like to be boots on the ground in Vegas with these incredible women. So sit back and enjoy our recap of the WNBA All-Star Weekend. Robin, you had quite the weekend in Vegas. How are you feeling right now? I mean, truthfully, I'm feeling a little exhausted. It's uh, it's quite a busy weekend. Everything's back to back. It's packed. There's tons of events going on for media, for guests, for fans, for players. Like, there's so much going on uh, every All-Star weekend that it's definitely a whirlwind, but feeling very lucky to have been a part of it, truly. It's just such a unique experience for anyone who works in sports. History was made in, at so many moments throughout this weekend. Let's start with Sabrina and the three-point contest. What was it like to be in there? And like, could did you believe it when you saw it? It really didn't hit until she started shooting that, I think it was the second rack, when you just saw them going bang, bang, bang. And the whole crowd is like, oh, oh, she's really going for it. Like, it was the final round. Everybody's standing there kind of like, is this is this really happening? And then she gets to the first, they had the four point shot this year again, uh, or not the four point, the, the special ball this year. And she hit that first one, which most other people had missed. And then she gets to the middle rack. It's just like the same thing, bang, 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 hits the second one. And people are like the second far ball and people are freaking out. They're like, she's going to do it. And you just keep seeing that score grow up. She missed the one, but no one even noticed. It was just truly electric in the arena. And you could tell right away that everyone was just so pumped for her, not only the fans, but the players too. I think it was so fun to watch the other women. And then she was saying that Steph Curry FaceTimed her after. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. I feel like they've, they've always had kind of a fun relationship. She's got a good relationship with a lot of NBA players. And to see that kind of support and that kind of like banter between the NBA and the WNBA is just so fun. And I want to like take it back just one step here. That was Friday. And there was so much 
more that happened Friday that we will get into. But Thursday night was the orange carpet. And I don't think we can talk about the WNBA without talking about the fashion and like what these women wore on Thursday. So tell me what you saw on Thursday. I mean, I definitely saw a lot of super unique fits that also really aligned with who the players are personally. Like I think each one of them stepped out in something that truly represented them as an athlete and them as a person. And it's always so nice to see people's true colors come out. It's a very queer league. It's a very um, diverse league. And you really got to see that diversity in their fits. And also it's super fun when you see them with their families, they bring out their partners and their children and that whole atmosphere is just super cute and, and just super awesome to see them feeling at most at home and at most like themselves. That's awesome. Did you have any favorite fits? I mean, I'm a little biased because the Barbie movie's coming out shortly, but I think Chelsea Gray's pink suit was a winner. And I also think that Kelsey Plum had an insane like white fit with these really cool glasses and like the accessories were all on point and it was just a total win for me. Absolutely. Those were my two favorites. So I'm really glad that you picked those two. <laughs> I'm glad we're aligned. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Great. Okay. And so then we fed into Friday and of course the headlines everywhere were Sabrina, but there was a lot of other cool things that happened on Friday. So break down what else, what other festivities there were. So obviously, well, this is the second year, sorry, that the uh, WNBA Live activation was happening. So it's a way for fans to experience and engage with different parts or different partners of the uh, WNBA. So in the convention center, there was a huge hall absolutely rammed with activations with these brands, whether it be uh, there was like AT&T, American Express, Google, Nike had this amazing activation. It was like this um, elevated kind of tea party where people could go and customize their own shoes. Um, there was even a basketball court in the middle of the convention center where they were doing a bunch of these skills clinics and they were having a bunch of panel speak, like Candace Parker, Sue Bird, other WBA players made appearances. And I think it's just a super great way to have the fans really connect with the league, especially as the league's trying to grow to expand itself, you know, having a way for people to be there. Even if they don't go to the game, they don't go to skills comp, they can still experience what the WNBA is all about. Um, that's probably like the biggest thing for me that happened that day on the Friday was there was just so much activity and buzz around the WNBA live. Absolutely. And that's the one thing I think was so cool. I mean, Saturday it was sold out, the, it, which is just, again, like such a great proof that the game is growing and that there is an audience that people are there and people want to see it. Um, but, and we'll get to the game, but I'm curious with the skills competition, was there anyone that stood out to you? Obviously these women, we know they're talented, but coming into a platform and kind of isolating into these skills, was there anyone that you were like, oh, I did not know that you had that in you? <laughs> I mean, I would say that not something that they didn't have in them, but Chelsea Gray proved once again that she is the point God and she is just totally clutch. I mean, her second round with Kelsey Plum, coming in and you know Kelsey kind of fumbled the ball a little bit on the on the final round but Chelsea came right in she hit every single shot on the first try didn't make any errors and sealed the win for the Aces team I think that that really kind of exemplified for her um her skills and everybody knows she's one of the best and I think she just got a chance to prove it out there yeah I love Chelsea, you know, I got the opportunity to talk to her before the season and one of the things was you know a lot of people don't don't kind of you come in and, and surprise a lot of people. And she goes, well, I just don't think they put respect on my name. And I just loved the confidence that she has in being like, I know how good I am and I'm just going to show you. And when you're ready to see it, <laughs> you, you'll you see it. Uh, so exactly. that's, that's awesome. And then Saturday, 
We had team Stewie versus team Wilson. I mean, did you have any guesses or predictions going in? I mean, it's tough to say because the all-star game really depends on a couple of things, like who shows up and who's like there to win. Cause a lot of these players, it's in their time off. They're here to enjoy it. It's a nice celebration for them. You know, maybe they're battling a, a light injury. So you never know who's really going to, going to show up, but I definitely think whatever team had BG was going to be fairly dominant. And obviously team Stewie had BG and it was really great to see her back on the court. I think the players were all really feeding her the ball and, and kind of giving her the love. So I would have had to have picked team Stewie to start off just from that alone. She also had a really good balance of backcourt and frontcourt. And then Stewie is one of my favorite players. So you got to back, you got to back the favorites. Absolutely. And they did, I think so much of the coverage really talked about the joy that BG was bringing to the game and bringing to the other players. And I think that's something that we missed, especially during all-star weekend last year, where that, you know, bringing BG home was such a center uh, was front and center kind of in that, in that conversation. Talk about the the fans and the atmosphere during the game. Cause there was a lot of trash talking going on. You could see that some of them were mic'd up. I mean, hearing Asia Wilson mic'd up during the game was one of the, the best things. <laughs> Just priceless. I mean, I think the, the fans were having as much fun as the players were on the court. Like they were letting the players do a thing, cheering for every single person. Like you could see the the players feeding the ball to certain people who hadn't got as much touches. And when they would score, the fans would really rally behind them. I mean, there was that great moment between Asia Wilson and Chelsea Gray when the ball got stuck and they just kind of like took a moment to vibe. And the crowd also started to vibe with them. Like everybody was just so supportive of whatever the players wanted out of it too. And I think that's something so unique about the W is that the fans just love the players. They love the league and they just want to support it and love it and like watch it enjoy itself. Like this, that's what the Ulster game is all about. It's just the fun behind it. Yeah. And we got to talk about Jewel Lloyd because I think in a lot of conversation kind of in the, in the um, season itself, the Seattle storm is definitely in a rebuild year and it's, it's been a tough one for them, but Jewel has stepped up time and time again talk about her a little bit she was kind of a sleeper for me I mean I was watching the scores go up and she just kept hitting three after three like you know she kind of quietly got to that 31 points she was really just hitting all her shots it's like that's what the gold mama does like she just kind of she's in her spot she's set she nails down a three she's making some great passes like I think she brings a different kind of coolness and confidence to the game that people don't really see as often I think She's much more of like, even when I interviewed her and I was hanging out in those spaces, like she's a bit more of a quiet figure in the W. Like she's not up there making tons of noise or, or being silly, but she really brings that that excellence to the court. And I think that she proved that again at the All-Star game. And I think that she's going to be huge for the Seattle Storm in the second half of the season. Hopefully this gives her a nice confidence boost. Absolutely. And I loved after the game when she was talking to Holly, she was really just talking about bringing her teammates up, which is not something you you hear from the all-star MVP. Like, yeah, hey, let me just like shine some light on the, the other people who aren't here. Uh, yes. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Then we had rookie Aaliyah Boston in there. Uh, how did you feel about her performance? She did what she does best, which is got some rebounds, did some putbacks, made some good passes. She shot a couple threes, which we know will work. She's working on in her game, but I'm sure give it a year's time, she'll be knocking those down in next year's All-Star game. I mean, I think her performance was exactly what you would expect from a first-time All-Star, but also a rookie All-Star. Like, that hasn't happened in almost 10 years, and for her to step up and really keep her cool in that big of a stage at how old was she? She's 22. Like, that's pretty impressive in itself, so... I think she really shone in ways that I don't think people expected. And especially from the media side, 
all of the press conferences she was in, you could just tell she was just elated to be there. She just was like having the best time. She was just smiling me and, and engaging and, and loving every minute of it. She was really soaking it all up. And that leads me to Kelsey Mitchell, who was a lot of people saying finally earned her spot after so many years of not, not getting the recognition. Uh, what was it like uh, seeing her on the court? I mean, I think it's the same as everybody says. She's been playing her heart out in this league for a while now. And to see her get that recognition, I think that she had a little bit of that nervousness, like, oh, everyone's been waiting for me to get here. I better show up. And I think that because she was there and just trying to like soak in the moment, she played well. And I think she just, she enjoyed being there after that long, like long amount of time. I think that even in the same things, like any media, any player events I saw her at, she was just beaming and like you could tell there's a lot of pride that she she took from getting that selection so that's great to see absolutely uh and so I know that last year we also had Chelsea Gray was kind of one of the snubs that people were talking about is there anyone this year that you were hoping to see out there that I see that face Robin that you were hoping to see out there that didn't get the the call up for it oh man see it's funny because I think that that's always a tough a tough call because there are so many incredible players and there are so few spots and obviously the fans vote for half the players and then the the coaches pick the rest but I can't say there was anyone that I was like you were an absolute snub for me because I think if you're going to start that conversation there's going to be about 20 players on that list exactly so I think I wouldn't want to call any single one out because I think if Mm -hmm. we had our way the all-star game should just be double the size because realistically the talent is that impressive in this league. Yeah, absolutely. And that brings up the conversation of expansion and growth and all of these things and a big headline over the weekend, you know, Dwayne Wade buying, buying um, stake in Chicago sky. Why is it important that these, you know, NBA stars are not only just, you know, talking the talk, but walking the walk. I mean, I think he said it perfectly. You know, it's one thing to tweet out your support or show up to games and use your platform to grow the game, but to really put your money where your mouth is. Like, we know that these NBA players, even a rookie contract, is crazy in terms of amounts compared to these W players. So anything that they can do financially, whether it is investing in teams, whether it's buying stakes, whether it's, you know, buying merch, buying tickets, doing any of this stuff, like, they can use so much more than just their platforms and and themselves to grow the game. And I think Dwayne Wade is just the first person to really step up and do that. I would expect other players to follow suit. I'd be shocked if LeBron James didn't invest in the WNBA post-retirement. I'm surprised he hasn't already because we know he's a big fan of the league and a big fan of the game. Um, But I think that these NBA players, like you said, putting their money where their mouth is, is just going to help reinforce the idea that these women deserve the same resources, the same attention, the same, level of excitement around their league that the men do not only for players themselves but also for fans like when there was a ton of NBA players in attendance at the game and for these male fans like these men's sports fans to come in and see their favorite players supporting a different league supporting the women's league I think really speaks volumes to the quality of the product and the quality of basketball that's going on on these courts 100%. And so now, Robin, we're headed into the second half of the W season here. Uh, We have talk of the two super teams. What are you seeing right now as our final matchup? I mean, it'd be silly to bet on anything other than the Aces and the Liberty, considering they are going to go head to head uh, in the Commissioner's Cup this Mm -hmm. summer as well. We'll get a kind of a quick little WNBA finals preview for that. But I think there's some sleepers. I think that people are sleeping on the Washington Mystics a bit here. They've had a solid season, hopefully 
Alina Deladon can keep injuries at bay because she's obviously such a big part of that team. Um, And I would also say that, you know, you got to keep an eye on some of those young teams that are proving themselves. Like the Indiana Fever has made a solid run already this year compared to last year. Obviously the addition of Aaliyah Boston is huge for them and has really shown her, her abilities on the court and her abilities to lead a team. So I think there's a couple teams that may surprise us making the playoffs this year. Um, but realistically, if we're talking finals, it's it's likely going to be the Aces and the Liberty. And super team or not, they both deserve to be there, in my opinion. So great organizations through and through. And I think that that speaks, again, volumes for where the league needs to head in terms of investment from the franchises themselves. Absolutely. And that's why I think it was so great that Vegas was able to host this year, too. Just I they've they've been pioneers kind of in this space for the women through just treating them like they should be treated. And so giving that a platform for the other players to see, I'm sure made some of them a little frustrated, but also kind of highlight what, what it can look like. Yeah, totally. Okay. So you, this was your second all-star weekend. Tell me, Robin, your favorite part. I mean, I've been a, basketball and WBA fan since before I can remember my dad was a huge WNBA fan I've been watching you know Dinah Taurasi was my favorite player growing up I watched Becky Hammond when she played so for me really being that close to some of my idols and people that I've watched since I was a kid is is surreal there's really nothing that describes the feeling of standing you know two feet away from someone that you watch and you just absolutely adore and just be able to like have a conversation with them and be like, Mm -hmm. what kind of shoes do you like to wear? Like what, what did you eat for breakfast this morning? Like there's, it's the small little things that you love to get to know about these players that, you know, we all love so much and being a fan of the game, but being able to experience the WMA all-star weekend in a way that most fans would dream of is, is really all I can ask for. Like it is truly unforgettable to be that in the weekend. Who were you most starstruck by? Oh, I mean, honestly, anytime I get to see Brandon Stewart, I'm, I'm a huge fan of hers. I watched her all through her UConn days. I've got, I always wear my vintage UConn hat to see her whenever I'm, I'm around or I'm in New York or I'm at these W things. And um, she really is just such an amazing person too. She's so kind. She's well-spoken. She's so like open and honest and, and just like forward thinking. I think that she's just one of the most unique players in the league. And I, I love seeing her and, and being there with her. It's great. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Tell everyone where they can keep up with, with you and the gist. Yeah, so we're uh, on the gist. You can follow our socials on Instagram at the gist USA or on TikTok at the gist sports. Um, or you can subscribe to any of our newsletters at the links in those bios. So if you guys are interested in keeping up on sports, um, we're that fan first media reporting that's uh, going to have everything you need. I love it. I love it. And I love the newsletter. Everyone get in on that <laughs> and the social media, of course, but the newsletter is definitely a great way to, to stay up to date. Well, Robin, thank you so much for taking the time and we'll have you back soon. That sounds great. Thanks so much for having me. All right, guys, that does it for me today. As always, you can catch up on all player interviews right here on the podcast platform or you can head over to the NBC Sports Boston YouTube page and watch them there. Tons of the all-star players from the weekend, including Chelsea Gray, Ryan Howard, Dewana Bonner, all have conversations. Nafisa Collier, they're all here. So make sure you catch up on those. And that does it for me. I'll catch you guys next time.